So after months, I mean, like almost a year, mm-hmm. we just got new neighbors. Okay. It's, it's been vacant? Vacant, and they've been basically redoing that entire house. Oh, okay. Which I was not aware it was a house in poor shape. Okay. Like, it looks fine um, from the street, or it looked fine from the street. However. However. My dear husband and I would, like, hear loud dog noises, like, at night, like, lots of barking, but we never saw dogs. Well, it's because they had very large dogs inside their moderate life. I don't know. Their moderately sized home. So I think this home has been undergoing renovations just, just because, for the dogs? yes. Interesting. This isn't the bad house, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, this is just so. This is literally my next door neighbor. Okay. So we're super excited, right? Right. Because now we are homeowners, right? So we care mm-hmm. about who buys the house next door. So we're thrilled. <laughs> except we are looking at ourselves like, are we about to get priced out of this neighborhood? Oh no. Because they've done so many gorgeous renovations. And boy, is it making us have to step up our game. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, your house looks great. My house looks great. My backyard oh, yeah, looks true. like an abandoned witch lives there. It is an ab- <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but like, it looks like an abandoned witch house. <laughs> yes. No, that's accurate. <laughs> so we're looking at the backyard going, we're going to have to do something about this. Which like has been on your agenda. For years. Right. It's like bottom of the agenda. Yeah, it's bottom of the so agenda. So it just keeps getting pushed down. Yes, because mm-hmm. other stuff piles up. And the yard is something I cannot do by myself. Right. Okay, installing under the counter lights like Rosie the Riveter, I can do that. Like, okay. And yep. I did it. I did Good. it. Good for um, you. Yeah, thank Battery you. Power? Battery power. They're Good. amazing. They're remote controlled. <gasps> oh, I know. And not even like the clap on? No. Okay. They're amazing. Um, cooking, I mean, it's it's... It's a joy. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited about that. But these neighbors also bought the house diagonal from them that burned down. I don't know if oh, you knew a house. I on remember my, that. Yeah, yeah, house on my street burned down. So they bought it, and they were like, we're going to renovate that one too. You guys should give us your ideas in case one day you size out of your house and you want to buy that one. <laughs> want to move diagonal. And we were like, that's huh? a lovely thought. Right. Uh, but... This house is going to be too expensive for us yeah. once you do the renovations. We could probably afford the burned, charred remains. The rubble. <laughs> so you can have a witch house, and then across the street, the charred remains. Halloween will be fantastic. Of an ancient castle. Mm-hmm. What does Sterling think about all this? I got thoughts on what Sterling thinks. Sterl- I will say, Sterling is the perfect neighbor because he lives kind of diagonal from us. Mm-hmm. He minds his own business. And yet, when the house was burning, he immediately called to make sure it wasn't my house Aww. burning. And I thought, all right, Sterling, we'll keep you around. I My upstairs neighbors just moved out this week. And I like happened to be leaving as they were like cleaning off their porch. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, hey, just wanted to tell you, like, this is it. Like, we're moving. All of our stuff is gone. And... You were a good neighbor. Did they graduate or something? Oh, no. They're old. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Where are they going? They got a house, finally. Oh. They were supposed to be in the apartment for six months while their house was being built, and it's been three years. Oh, so, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And this is why I only install battery-powered under yeah, cabinet lights, because exactly. a three-year renovation, I would cry. I'd say forget yeah. it. Never so mind. I don't know exactly what <laughs> happened there, but now they live in a house with their giant dog and their perfect cat and now it's and just I'm, you and marge i miss those animals
Welcome to episode 170 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I'm alone. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. Of course, I'm not, like, actually alone. alone. Yeah, catch yourself. Um, so let's, let's, just, let's just be <laughs> very clear. Everyone calm down. <laughs> <laughs> just my neighbors are gone. Um, 170, huh? 170. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of episodes. How we've been doing this. I do. I feel like we record these all the time. You messaged me yesterday, but yeah. obviously totally forgot uh-huh. you messaged me. And then you messaged me, thank goodness, later. I texted you at nine in the morning, like, hey, are we recording today? Because I can also come tomorrow if today is busy. Crickets, crickets. And then at five, I said, <laughs> okay, I guess we're recording tomorrow. And I messaged and I was like, obviously forgot about this. Whoops. Uh, but also, we just did this, but you're right. I mean, we do one of these every week, so. Yeah. And so what happened there is I went on vacation. Yes. And then we were off our schedule. Yeah. And now we're still off our schedule. We'll never get back. And so if we record two today, mm-hmm. then we don't have to record one next week. But see, then I'm out of town the next week. Okay, so we need to record <laughs> next week too. Yeah. Which is also it's fine. It's fine. Um, so last week, question mark, was Children's Book Week. Yes. So we thought we'd do a children's episode a week late. Yep. I mean, part of that's because like our reading recaps are pre-scheduled to be that's the right. first Thursday of the month. Yeah. It happened to coincide with Children's Book, Book Week, and we didn't want to give up our, our real estate for that. No, and I, <laughs> and I feel like if I don't record reading recaps, like when as I'm done... As soon as you do it? Yeah, yeah. I won't be able to recall right. well. So... We thought we'd talk about kids' books, and for a few reasons. Yes, it was Children's Book Week, uh, but along with that, we had the third and fourth graders mm-hmm. from a local elementary school, Bro- uh-huh. Brookwood School, did our display windows. Yeah, and they're so cute. Aren't they cute? Oh my gosh. So these kids, I don't know if I told you this, so not only did they design and then create mm-hmm. the elements that you see in our store windows, which we've posted on Instagram if you're long distance, um, but they, I went to their school and they presented their ideas to me. Mm-hmm. So it was like we were sitting in a boardroom mm-hmm. with little tiny executives <laughs> and they were giving me their presentation. And they're all Jack Donaghy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was adorable. Okay, and it, and so I got to like ask them questions mm-hmm. and why they had chosen certain elements. Uh, one of my favorite things, so the both of the windows look incredible, very imaginative, super colorful, lots of 3D elements. Mm-hmm. But if you look close on one um, Is element. Is it the unicorn? Yes. It's my favorite. The unicorn, I was going to bring it up, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> the unicorn clearly was pooping. Yes. But obviously, probably a teacher yes. wisely intervened because I'll like, admit, let's, let's not have the unicorn poop. Right, like I'll admit, as the shop owner, I'm not sure <laughs> I would have wanted unicorn poop unless it was rainbow. But I think it was brown. Uh, yeah, and so, <laughs> and so that you can see where it's, it's where it's been whited out. out. It's but so funny. but you can't see that from the. From the street, Front. right? Yeah, yeah, you can't see that from the street. You can only see it if you're on our at our angle. Uh-huh. So that has given me a lot of joy. It's really great. Olivia pointed that out to me last week after a staff meeting, and I just thought, what a kid. I just love kids. What a great kid. Like the any time people ask about our work here and what we do, to me, the whole reason I do it truly is for the kids because they are the most honest of customers. They know what they're looking for. They 
still are open-minded mm-hmm. about when you hand sell them something, maybe right. that's a little different. I don't know. I just love interacting with kids and the fact that they got to design the store windows. And now I've seen so many kids like come bring their parents and get their picture taken mm-hmm. outside their window. It's adorable. I can't handle it. There was a little boy in the store on Friday. Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. That's the day that I was here. <laughs> Not Friday. Um, Saturday. And he came to the counter with his parents and when we gave them their bag mm-hmm. with their books in it, he wanted to carry it. And in his words, he says, I want to carry the bag because I am strong because I am four. <laughs> well, that is absolutely. That is exactly right. And then later he said, I am strong because I had lunch. <laughs> if only we were all. Can you imagine <laughs> as I'm lugging books back and forth, I am strong because I am I 32 and I had lunch. You know who didn't have lunch? Me. You? I meant to. We're and recording then I this on an empty stomach. Uh huh. I had an English muffin mm. and two pieces of bacon at like eleven. Nope. So you're gonna get hangry pretty soon. I, I am. <laughs> I'm very angry. We better record quick. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we thought we would just talk about some of our favorite yes. upcoming children's titles, we, or really out right now, I guess yeah. I should say. Um. Because we recorded a kids' books episode in November. Yeah, a pretty popular. A pretty one. good one. Yeah. Um, and those were kind of our new favorite ones and where they slot into the category of like new children's classics kind yeah. of thing. These are just our new favorites. Yeah, these aren't, I don't know necessarily that they will become classics, but like if you're giving gifts this spring, if you're like the dozens upon dozens of people who come into the bookshelf on a Saturday looking for a birthday gift and you don't want to do Where the Wild Things Are mm-hmm. or even a new classic mm-hmm. like The Book with No Pictures, right. we've got some fun new colorful, interesting, imaginative children's books that we want to put on your radar. And And if you like some of these titles or if you have a kid in your life, we now offer a kids and young adult shelf subscription. Mm -hmm. So uh, along with our other kind of staff, adult shelf subscription picks every month, we now pick a children's picture book, a middle grade book, and a young adult book every month that we send out. Um, Shout out to Jack Fink and Mm -hmm. Holland Moon, who are like two of our middle grade, who like... Jack, the look of excitement on Jack's face. His mom, Amy, like will post pictures yeah, of him getting I've seen his them. book. They're great. Oh my god, it's so cute! It's so cute. Um, and what I love is that these kids, again, are legitimate. They're avid readers. Mm-hmm. They have good taste, and they will tell us what they think about these books that we're sending them. So, and so if you have an avid reader, avid young reader on your hands, and you're not sure what to get them, yeah, leave it to us. Yeah, you can do one, three, six, or twelve month subscriptions. I think this is great for grandparents, mm-hmm. um, or if you're an adult subscriber and because that's Amy is one of our customers who does Mm -hmm. an adult shelf subscription and so now she and her kid get a shelf subscription every month and I think that's really adorable. I love that. So that's just if you if some of these titles sound like things your kids or kids in your life might like this is kind of the type of thing we're sending out. Yeah. So um, should we get started? Let's begin. Um, Okay I want to first talk about a new kids book. I think it came out this week. It's just called Hedgehog. Okay. But two words. Hedge. Hedge. Hog. hog. And the cover. Oh my God, Chris, you get you got to see it. So it, the cover is a hedge. Okay. Like a boxwood or mm-hmm. something. And then just this hedgehog's face like in the middle. I love him. And he just looks so grouchy. And it's just about a grouchy hedgehog. I already love him. Right? Who's trying to protect his hedge and his space. Isn't that amazing? Because he is a hedgehog. Yes. <laughs> It's adorable. I can't get over it. Like, enough. Move out of the way, Sonic. This is my new favorite hedgehog. You like my Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, that was was timely. Thank you. Very good. (laughs) Thank you so much. Did a Sega Genesis, huh? (laughs) Yes. Um, So, 
This is a like really fun. The illustrations are great. And I I mean, I think as a staff, we love books about grouchy animals. Yeah. Like I feel like because we all are <laughs> them. Grouchy animals. Some of us deeper down than others. Yeah. So I think we maybe feel a kinship yeah. with these creatures. I think that's true. So anyway, this book is just super fun. Um, and I can see, I mean, I think we'll probably do it for story time. Mm-hmm. Just the cover alone is fantastic. But it was in our shipment this week and we all immediately, like I think it was me, Kate, Ashley, and Olivia, and we all like lunged for it because <laughs> we wanted to look at it. So Hedgehog. Hedgehog. Um, I don't know who wrote this one, but the book for story time on Saturday was enormous called Llama Llama. Oh, yeah. Loves to read, I think. Uh, it's, um, I can't remember her last, how to pronounce her last name, but it's Anna something, and she passed away recently. Oh, Llama that's Llama a, are... That's those, a series. Yes, okay. they're fantastic. But the book was enormous, like yeah. two feet by two feet, yeah. and Olivia was like, I don't know how to hold this <laughs> for our child. It was like a... Sp- yeah, our one kid who showed up for story time. time. Um, we... For Independent Bookstore Day, got like a Llama Llama story time kit, mm-hmm. including that giant gotcha. book, which occasionally we get like a giant book. I think we got a Jan Brett one around Christmas. We got a giant version of Book With No Pictures. Mm. So Boo Boo Butt was like huge letter. I don't know if you're familiar with that book. I'm, Just from us talking I was about, about to say, it, yeah. I can't tell from the look on your face if you know what I'm talking about. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so these big giant books. And I was... I am the daughter of a preschool teacher. And so my mother had quite the collection of giant literature. Yeah. <laughs> they're cool. They're really cool. They're so fun. Um, okay. What so, else is new though? All right. Not necessarily new, but probably out within the last year is not quite narwhal. Okay. So I don't know if you've noticed, but speaking of unicorn poop, unicorns are like it Have right you seen now. that new Taylor Swift commercial where she's riding her cat who has been made into a unicorn? No. I don't remember what it's for. Super um, effective marketing. Great marketing. Um, but it's her riding her cat, Olivia. Olivia. With a, with a unicorn horn. Oh my gosh. It's really cool. Okay, I haven't seen that. I do know that Jordan recently, like within the past year or two, did we had a conversation in which he couldn't remember if narwhals or unicorns, which one real. was real. Because narwhals are the unicorn of the sea. That's right. And you think, surely that animal cannot be real. Right. Well, but here's the thing. When you picture a narwhal, you picture the horn coming out of its, like the middle of its face. Yeah. But they don't. Where do they come It comes out? out like one side of its mouth. Oh. Which is way less magical. Just creepy now. Yeah, right. What a weird Mm -hmm. gift of evolution. Yeah, it's terrible. Or creation. I don't judge. Or both. (laughs) Or some mixture of the two, which is the more likely. (laughs) Um, Anyway. All right. um, (laughs) Narwhals are the unicorn of the sea. Not quite narwhal. Again, rainbow cover. Like, I just watch kids immediately gravitate toward them. I don't know why unicorns are like really big right now that it's up there with slime they're up there with slime like they're everywhere uh, this Did you feels know? like 1997 yes well it is i found a pair of steve madden black slides at target the other is it day. just because like chokers people are our age are having children it must be but my mom and i were in target the other day and my mom was like 
I really don't like that you are watching your trends from your teenagehood come back. It's terrible. Like that's because that then makes my mom my mom feel doubly old. Yeah. Uh, so unicorns are super popular. Not quite narwhal is adorable. I actually think it came out about a year ago because I remember Magalie, our former manager, loved this mm-hmm. book. Um, but I'm still watching kids. We can't keep it on the shelves. Like kids immediately go. Because narwhals are cool. Yeah, they are cool. Um, thanks for ruining them for me. Now that well, I know those horns come out. We can just now. imagine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but along with like, even though narwhals are not really mythical creatures, we do have two new books about mermaids. Mm-hmm. So one is called Part-Time Mermaid, okay. which is adorable and fun about a girl who obviously wants to be a mermaid. But my So like opposite Little Mermaid. Yes. And, and not as scary. Oh. Little Mermaid is legit scary. Because Disney, of Ursula? Not just Ursula. The Look, of all the Disney... Uh, uh, I could just I just want to go off on Little Mermaid for a minute. Of all the awful lessons to teach your child, like please definitely give up your beautiful voice for a man. Mm-hmm. That's a problem, okay? It is. And your dad. I you, mean, Ur- Ursula kind of tricks her into that. She is the bad guy. Whatever. <laughs> I have no respect for Ariel at all. I'm sorry. Ariel's my favorite. Oh, she's brushing her hair with a fork. I just don't have time for her. Like, and then at the end, she gets her voice back, but like, she hates living in the sea. She's a princess of the sea. What more do you want? She's the youngest of like nine daughters. Whatever. I don't feel sorry for her. I do because she had this totally innocuous collection of things that she just liked that she found on the ocean floor in her father just decided those things were evil and destroyed Look, them. Look, her dad's a jerk. And that's why she ran away. Yeah. Her dad's because a her jerk. dad's terrible. But Eric is passive. I just oh, don't. true. I, just I mean, don't, fair. <laughs> still have time for Eric either. You can't marry somebody you just met. <laughs> no. Um, so, and you, and you haven't even talked to him. Yeah. Like, I got, I got all kinds exchanged. of issues. Ursula and her body language. I, don't, I, I can't. Um, anyway. Anyway. Part-time mermaid is, like, adorable. Is it a mermaid? is about the true mermaids of the sea. Oh. Manatees. Oh. Look. Manatees are fun. Manatees are my favorite animal. I didn't know that. What? I have a story for you. Okay. Okay, I have a childhood story. Okay, great. First of all, let's give some backup. Okay. Uh, Recently, I watched an interview with, give me a second, Chelsea Clinton. Okay. On James Corden. Okay. I don't watch James Corden. I don't make a habit of it, but somebody sent me this video and you'll understand why. So Chelsea Clinton's being interviewed and she is talking about when she, when her dad was governor, Mm -hmm. she wrote a letter to President Reagan about the sound of music and how Nazis were bad. Okay. Because I guess I'm assuming President Reagan was visiting Germany at this time. And so Chelsea Clinton, a young yes. girl at the time, yes. brought it upon little girl. She to was, say, I believe, six years old. Dear President Reagan, I glad just you're in wa- Germany, but yeah. I want you to know: do not visit the Nazi cemeteries. That they is are bad. So funny. He, James Corden had a picture of the letter. Okay, well Ronald Reagan did not write her back, and she was devastated Tragic. by this. Okay, so fast forward. President Bill Clinton becomes President Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. and he and his wife ask Chelsea. What would you like us to do while we're in office? What project would you like to undertake? What thing do you think we should do for kids? Okay. And she said, I want every kid who writes a letter to the president to get a letter. So they set up a White House uh, correspondence task force for children. Okay. And to this, well, through Clinton, Bush, and Obama, 
Every child who wrote a letter to the president got one back. That's amazing. They don't know. I mean, nothing against Donald Trump. They just don't know if it right. still exists. But that task force was in place at the White House for three president presidencies. Okay. When I was in the third and grade, so. <laughs> I wrote President Clinton a letter because mm-hmm. I had gone to SeaWorld mm-hmm. and I had seen the manatees. I was not a tearful, dramatic, cryy child. I was not. But these manatees had scars on their backs mm-hmm. from the boats. Mm-hmm. And I was very upset and they were endangered. I bought a manatee t-shirt, Good. a manatee necklace that Good. I wore every day of third grade. And I wrote President Clinton a letter about saving the manatees. And he wrote me back. I mean, now, of course, someone did. But I wrote him. I wrote him. I mailed that letter with a sticker for a stamp. And some nice postal worker... Mailed it on my behalf anyway. You just put a sticker on an yes. envelope? Yes, yeah. I love it. And I didn't even, I'm sure I had a book about Washington, D.C., so I looked up, the, this was pre-Google, y'all. So I looked up the address, so I, like, I don't think I had a zip code. That is an address that, like, lots of people know. Like, yeah. it's taught in school. Like, yeah. we all know 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. But you don't know the zip? No. No, so some nice postal worker, pre-anthrax, stuck a stamp and the zip code. And then now I know I got a response back because of Chelsea. That's so nice. Thank you, Chelsea. So I adore mermaids. They are my favorite. Manatees. I, manatees. Oh, I don't I was, like mermaids at all. I was going to say. I'm not a mermaid person. You know, have you seen like the towel, like the things now that you can buy little girls that are like no. mermaid fins so they can swim? I'm like, how are kids I not drowning? With, I did that with a blanket. Of course you did. Not in a pool, but I would just wrap my legs in a blanket and say yeah. I was a mermaid. Meanwhile, I'm out being an activist yep. for manatees. That sounds right. <laughs> That's us in a nutshell. Yeah. So there's this fantastic new book out called Is It a Mermaid? Okay. And it's all about manatees because supposedly, according to myth, pirates mm-hmm. used to think manatees were mermaids. And that's where the myth of the mermaid came from. Which- doesn't make any sense because have you seen a manatee? Let me tell you They're something. They're great, but they don't look like people. Let me Jordan for my birthday one year took me to swim with the manatees. Mm-hmm. I've never been so terrified in my life. Those things are huge. I I know that they are not going to eat me. They're vegetarians. They're sea cows, like that's another derogatory term we use. Mm-hmm. But I made eye contact with one and thought he he is he's yeah. 3 or 4 times my size. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah. Three or four times. He's more than that, right? I have no idea. Manatees but are massive. Probably They're more than that. They're multiple tons. Are they? Yes, there are some manatees that are at least a ton. That's crazy. Yeah. So this this is a fantastic book that like blurs storytelling with scientific facts, which cool. I love. So it's called Is It a Mermaid? It was a long-winded way. Yeah. Of saying, I love that. <laughs> saying I love manatees and this is a great book. That's great. Uh, okay, another really good new kids book out is called Alma. Good. And it's got a longer subtitle because it's all about how this little girl got her name. And she has multiple names because she's named after all these different women in her life. Okay. I was named after my two grandmothers. And so this book means a lot to me. It's also kind of a multicultural children's book. You're getting a look at a Hispanic family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is just a fun new kids book. Totally different from... Manatees, mermaids, narwhals, um, just a sweet story about a little girl and how she got her name. And Alma means soul, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so that's not in the book. No, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I've only flipped through it. Okay, so. well, that's what Alma means. Alma was our picture book shelf subscription. Gotcha. Um, and I knew, interestingly, I knew probably three or four Almas at my church, like huh. little old ladies named Alma. Interesting. So anyway, this is an adorable book, especially I think about all the parents who are like naming 
their kids after yeah well after i'm thinking like my parents named me after my grandmothers what a lovely gift to give your kid to give your grandmother anyway alma it's adorable i want to name some children muriel muriel and mildred oh that's cute what you don't like that no oh i think muriel is cute i do not i knew a muriel okay maybe that's why sorry if muriel is your name (laughs) listeners look mildred is a little bit of a stretch i just don't want a, a baby named that you could name your twins that and call them M and M. Yeah, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. I have twins. <laughs> no, and you're you know fantasy twins. Uh-huh. Okay, um, this next book, I try to pick a theme for my story times that I do during the week for kids. So, like not my Saturday story times, but my school story times. So my most recent theme mm-hmm. was kind of kid makers. So. I really love this book called Izzy Gizmo. If you like Rosie Revere Engineer, mm-hmm. uh, that that kind of series of book books, Izzy Gizmo is hilarious. It rhymes, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, it features a little African-American girl, and she lives with her grandfather, Good. so I like that too. And um, she basically is trying to build this uh, machine. She's trying to help this bird have wings. And so mm-hmm. she's working on all these pieces, parts. But what I love is throughout the book, she's collecting all these parts from different things throughout her town. And then at the end, um, spoiler alert, she's able to create the wings, but the, she then has a long line of people who need her who to need fix her. Yeah. all the things she broke. Right. It's adorable. I love that. Um, it's super great. It's kind of susical and the illustrations are funky. Like all her different inventions mm-hmm. are really cool. That sounds really great. And it's got a great little moral because mm-hmm. she kind of pitches a fit throughout the book when her inventions don't go don't go the way they should yeah and her grandfather tells her just try again like this is how you do something because that's life that is life uh come to the bookshelf where nothing goes as it should the first time yeah so um so it's just an adorable story so i've i read izzy gizmo and then i've been reading happy birthday madame chapeau okay that sounds cute okay you would love this book uh the illustrations are great but you would love it because it's got a little bit of French in there that I don't always know how to pronounce. But it rhymes about Madame Chapeau, who mm-hmm. is this lovely hat maker. <laughs> so she makes hats for everyone in town, but she's very lonely. Hmm. And on her birthday, she's headed to a special birthday dinner, but it's just her by herself. And she um, she puts on this beautiful birthday hat and it blows away. And she has no, no hat. And so throughout the book... There's a little girl almost hidden throughout the pages, and the little girl in the background is knitting. It's, oh, she's making her hat. Yeah, it's wonderful. And so at the end, Madame Chapeau, this very classy French woman who's making these high-end hats, this little girl presents her this colorful kind of mm-hmm. wacky knit hat, and then she puts it on because it's the perfect hat. It's adorable. I love it. Gosh, it rhymes. The kids love it. Like, this is story time tested. Um, the kids think it's hilarious. That's the real test. Yeah, it is. If it can pass the story time test. Um, so, because sometimes I think some of these kids' books are really Too high great. Concept. But they were written for grown-ups. Yeah. And, like, that's fun for us, but it's not super fun for the three-year-old right. sitting in story time. Madame Chapeau is actually really adorable. There still are funny parts that, mm-hmm. like, only you or a grown-up right. would get. Like, there's this line about Gouda that's hilarious. Okay. And, like, something about scones. The, <laughs> the kids aren't going to get. The kids just understand. And, in fact, many of my kids have watched 
and gone, hey, who's that little girl? Like they see the little girl throughout the book. So it's and fantastic. And it's worth every read because you can go back and exactly. look at it again. Oh, it's so good. That's so good. And you and I, though we do not have children, we do know children want things read to them multiple times. Yep. These are not books that you're going to get easily bored by. Good. And I think, believe it or not, Madame Chapeau and Izzy Gizmo go really well together. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I've got a, just a few middle grade okay. books. So there's a new one called Out of Left Field. This is a book that we sent out as part of our shelf subscription service, I think last month. Um, it's a book that takes place in 1957. Okay. It's a baseball book, so I think it's perfect summertime read. And it's about a young girl who wants to join the baseball team. Gotcha. And so it's a little bit league of their own. Yeah. Um, but but empowering for all kinds of kids. Um, you know, I love books, obviously, that have female protagonists and heroines, mm -hmm. but I also like books that really empower boys and girls um, so that they can grow up and know they can do different things. And so this book is all about that. Good. So Out of Left Field is fantastic. Um, we sent it out this month or last month. Also, going back to Unicorns, there's this great kids series. We got it in last week and before we could shelve it people well, yeah like kids wow. bought the first one so it's phoebe and her unicorn more unicorns yeah. yep there are four or five books what i like about these is they're the chapter book format but they're also a little bit diary of a wimpy kid and that they have illustrations gotcha. kind of cartoons mm -hmm. um and so the the little girl who immediately i mean she just picked it up and didn't let it out of her hands um <laughs> she was probably i'm gonna say second third grade is the perfect age for this like if they're just you don't want them too overwhelmed by mm -hmm. chapter books um because good, there good are primer. yeah and there are still colorful illustrations in there too um and of course i i totally think it was just the glittery unicorn on the cover sold it um but but it is actually really really great series i also like this series and there are new ones coming out this fall they're on my mind because i just placed a fall order mm -hmm. and i ordered this kind of um display for them but this this series called last kids on earth um we I've talk a lot one, yeah. yeah and we talk a lot um for better or worse about this you kind of your reluctant readers can sometimes get lost yeah. uh, between picture books and then really adult reading. Um, and so I'm always looking for maybe not just gender neutral books, but even books that, and I know we are careful about gendering books, but books that little boys are going to like to read. Mm -hmm. Last Kids on Earth is great because it's good for boys and girls, gender neutral, um, but it's adventure stories and kind of post-apocalyptic without being scary right. post-apocalyptic. Like this isn't... It's kind of, it's I, I feel like this is a common setting yeah. in kids' media. It's like this vague post-apocalyptic thing. Yeah, without being intense like right. Hunger Games or right. something. Right, it's like not dwelling on the setting. Yeah, it's children just like, aren't killing each how other. How can we explain a world without adults? Yes, exactly. That's right. Um, without explaining it. Yeah, so Last Kids on Earth. What I also really like is... As a bookseller, we see kids constantly. They just want to read series. Yeah. They want oh, something sure. that they can read. And then, I mean, Keep reading. we had Brady on here probably mm -hmm. a, year, a year ago. ago. Um, and Brady mentioned, and I think even still, he has a hard time finding something new to read because he just likes going back and reading yeah. the series over and over again. So Last Kids on Earth is great because they're still writing more books. Um, and it's just a, I think it's a really fun series. And again, it has some of that comic book element yeah. that I think kids really like. Um, one more that I love is called Be Prepared. Kate and I both are dying to read this because it's like, um, 
looks like maybe the same, either same illustrator or same type of illustrations as Roller Girl. Okay, yeah. But it's about a summer camp. Have you seen this? No. Um, it's, a, it's a new children's chapter, kind of probably on the verge of children's chapter and YA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about a girl who goes to summer camp for the first time. And I think summer camp is a glorified cult. And so I am fascinated. And I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's fun. What, because... Did you... I was super into Parent Trap. Like, yeah. I I just think summer camp, I romanticized it in my mind. And then when I went to one, yeah. it was like a... I hated oh, it. Like, I don't think I know anybody who, like, actually ever attended, like, like summer camp as it, as it appears in movies. Yeah, like, for months at a time. Right. Like, like I went for thing. one week. Right. I think it might be a real thing. I don't know. Okay. I want to know. I do, too. If you're listening... And Did you, you ever go to, like, actual, like actual summer camp? Like, two-month-long summer camp. Because that's crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. But that anyway, this this book I think would be fun for Girl Scouts. I think it would be fun for kids headed off to summer camp mm-hmm. for a week or two. Um, it's called Be Prepared. It looks adorable. I really do want to read it um, myself. So, um, yeah. That's kind of... That's what I'm thinking should be on kids' reading lists this summer. Cool. Yeah. They all sound good to me. of sin. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you, as always, to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel, and it's from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content like a weekly newsletter, um, the list of books that Annie didn't finish, and our monthly podcast, Unpopular Opinions, you can do so at patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check out our website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com for free web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. So speaking of kids, a little girl who's a regular at Storytime, and just in general, she's a regular, uh, came up to me just running full force. Miss Annie, do you have kids? I said, you know, I don't. And she said, okay. And shrugged her shoulders and walked off. And I thought, yep. if only adults were as delightful as children. Like that, okay. And no just, big deal. And just leave it there. And just leave it alone. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Wouldn't it? Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>